Uh, the soup was um, Jimmy's chewing. Johnny's chewing. Johnny's it's, got something to say, but he's going to finish his chew. Well, it doesn't even matter it. now. Oh, the no. soup wasn't my choice necessarily. You just keep defaulting to this thing of like we're going light because Johnny said like yep. likes a light lunch. Yep. Yeah. Once once he once he hangs on something, that's yeah. You know me. You you don't be long enough to know that I will hang on to it for a good three four weeks. Because we're already past the we need to be mean to each other phase that you were like really on. That was not me though. That was the that was the dressing room man. No, no, that, no, no. The eating light wasn't you either. But it's you who glommed onto. Oh, it. Of course, because oh. you know <laughs> it's the one thing I hear. Yeah, you hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you got toddler mind. You hear <laughs> one thing. <laughs> and you're like, go, 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> RJ. Hello. Jimmy. Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't see you there. Just over here in the corner. It's like the, it's like the uh, start of every one-person show you've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I oh. didn't see you there. Oh, hello. <laughs> I wasn't expecting company. Right. Well, while the, now that you're here, I might as well tell you about my relationship with my father. Yeah. <laughs> Pull ever- up a chair. Sit down. Did I ever tell you guys the story about when I was hosting the theater, one of the stages at the Theater Fest in San Francisco? And I used to I always would host the main stage, the big thing, because it was I had the biggest personality, and I was the one who was used to emceeing stuff. Mm-hmm. They ran short, and so in between doing the main stage, I would run over to one of the smaller stages. The one smaller stage that I got that I loved was what I'm dubbing the angry lesbian stage. <laughs> Because the first person up there was this 80-year-old woman, maybe 85. Talk, Johnny. No, I just turned it off. <sighs> You're hey, freaking me out here. No, relax, man. Okay. <laughs> 80, 80, 80, 85-year-old woman. And she she looked, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't have the appearance of dykishness. Mm-hmm. Right, you know that the the what what we whoa whoa what I assume I would never say that I don't even know what straight and gay people look like no no they're all the same they're anyway she I comes, don't see I don't see gay straight yeah oh no wait. not in our not in our <laughs> locker room you don't <laughs> um she starts off her one woman piece my flower my flower. You've stolen my flower. Oh, boy. <laughs> and oh proceeds boy. to go on a 20-minute diatribe about losing her virginity to a kid in high school. Oh, boy. Yeah. Gentlemen, uh, you are eating today uh, the much-fabled corn chowder. This is chicken corn chowder. Uh Corn chowder 2.0. Yes. The redo. R-D-R-E-D-U-X. Did we get into why we didn't have corn chowder a couple weeks ago? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't even remember that. So I was making corn chowder. I was doing corn chowder. Oh, now I do remember it. And then it was at the critical stage where I just whizzed everything up. Right. I'm glad you set everything up. Yep. I just whizzed. Um, (laughs) And a phone call came in. I took the phone Uh, call. It went on longer than I thought. Because I just whizzed and I whizzed it up. And I still had the heat on a little higher than it should have been. The entire fucking suit burnt. Right. And so we trashed that idea. Yeah. This is 2.0. No whizzing involved. It's wonderful. Super fast, super easy. I, I shouldn't say super fast because I made it yesterday because we all know things that you make in a big pot always taste better the second day. Oh, you got to let it percolate, baby. So I was like, fuck it. it. I'm going to let it marinate overnight. That way it'll be really good the second day. I never, I've never done really corn chowder. Mm-hmm. I never really order it in, in things or anything, but I, I really like it. I, I, I like the chicken. I like the sweetness mm-hmm. and uh, like with uh, a co- contrasting with the pepper. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Like kind of like a, a comp- complimentary. I roasted the corn flavor. on the grill. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Oh. So you get the sweetness from the sweet corn anyway. Daddy. But uh, stupid ingredients. I mean, stupid easy ingredients. There's 
start off by sautéing some onions and celery until they become translucent. Throw in four cloves of garlic. Um, I should backtrack. <clears throat> I cut the chicken up and cooked the chicken off first. Mm. Left the chicken um, fond in the bottom of the pan, did the onions and um, celery in that. Chicken fond? Fond, F-O-N-D. I think that's not, that's not Another right. Another vocabulary word. Wow. Courtesy um, of two characters and a clown. Fond is the burnt bits at the bottom of a pan. I always thought that it was when you're sweet on somebody. Yeah, you're smitten. Yeah. Although, if you do like the little burnt, Bits yeah. in the bottom of the pan, fond on fond. It's not really burnt. Yeah, it's not burnt. It's it, when it gets burnt, it gets acrid, so it's brown bits. But then you add a liquid to it, and, that's and then you and, and then you put like the sugar and stuff in it, and you cover it on a cake, and then you're fond on fond fond it. Yes, oh. yes, that's but, true. Although you could also melt it mm-hmm. and then like kind of you know let it flow over a thing, and then you have a fond on fond fonded fond fonded fondue. <laughs> But that's not what this is. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the rest of the recipe. You guys can get it online. What do you mean? We're going to post it online. What? Yeah. What? Oh, if you want all ingredients and if you want all the process. Here's what I'm thinking, gentlemen. Go to Production the meeting. Okay. Production meeting. Okay. Production meeting. Okay. We love our listeners. They're very supportive of us. They yeah. listen to us. Some of them. Some of them. Just kidding. All of them. So... <laughs> Here's what I'm. Here's what I would like to do, is you know we have the bias of coffee where you can we do choose indeed. to support the, the podcast. I'm thinking that one episode, one recipe a month, I will give away for free. Oh. But if you'd like to buy us a coffee on a subscription basis, because we have that there, you will get all the recipes. How wonderful! I think that's a, a, a nominal fee. The, the 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 lowest is five dollars. You can go up from there. There's the uh, as far as the memberships, we have the flask, the cask, and the barrel. Mm-hmm. This is great. Yeah. That's a really great. You thing. can choose your own adventure. Um, we also have other stuffs that are coming coming out. But uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, do you want me to finish the recipe or you just want to move on? Whatever you want to do. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, let's, no, I'm not let's, in charge of this. Let's tease. None of us are in charge. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. You're let's tease it. Let's just say that All that's right. what we're going to do. And if you're All dying right. to have the rest of this recipe, you can. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Is we'll tease. The, we'll tease the first part of the recipe, and then yeah. Okay, there mm-hmm. we go. Production meeting. Production meeting done. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, you know. Easy for you yeah. to say. I don't want to. Short circuiting. I, I don't oh, know. I don't know if I want people to feel like they have to give us money to enjoy. They don't. No, no, no. I know that they don't have to, but but what I'm saying is it's like, oh, I really would like that recipe, but now I'm like forced to give these guys five bucks to get it or whatever. I, you know, I don't know. I don't want people to feel like they're... No. It was, ne- it was never our intention to... For me, anyway. I can't speak for you guys. <laughs> but it was, it was never my intention to set out to like figure out ways to like fund monetize the podcast this. and monetize it necessarily. But if people want to, they, then great. Yeah. This, can we talk about this bourbon? Don't mind if I do. We can. Who, who brought the bourbon? That was a gift from listeners. That's good. Given to me up at the um, Valhalla Boathouse Theater ah, in ah. South Lake Tahoe. Yeah, it's your gig so last time. It's a California bourbon. Wow. That's not something that you see all the time. It's true. Sonoma County, not known necessarily for its bourbon. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's tasty. But it's really tasty. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would drink that. Did but not only do we have a bourbon, gentlemen, but you notice sitting in front of you are two bottles in a can. Mm-hmm. And this was a Which is the original name for two characters in a can. Yes, two bottles in a can. This was the this was a gift from another listener and fellow podcaster, the air quotes Lopod. Mm. Oh, Lopod, yes, yeah. Indeed. yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Air quotes Lopod. Uh, Jobeth Bowers has sent us clown shoes. Clown Shoes Beers. Clown Shoes Brewery. Mm-hmm. So choose one. Choose yeah, let's one. choose one. Let me, de- let me describe. Yes. The, uh, we'll start with the Erudite Crawfish. It says, Imperial Red India Pale Ale aged in sherry barrels. Okay, that's your That was my stopper. stripper name. Sherry Barrels. Mm-hmm. It's a great name. <laughs> Clown Shoes The Barista Breakfast Brown Ale. Brewed with espresso, oatmeal, and milk sugars. Mm. 
And then we've got Undead Party Crasher, American Imperial Stout. Just your straight up stout in a can, baby. They're all pretty brown. I would take it, right? Mm -hmm. This is going to be an ale. It's going to be light. That's going to be a little darker ale, and that's going to be a stout stout. Yeah, but the pale ale's got, it's going to have a hoppy, hoppiness to it, right? They're all going to be pretty. I'm, I'm, I'm about the undead today. All right. I'm not about the coffee beer. Do it. So, air quotes, law pod. Here's two. Jobeth Bowers and friends. All right. Ah, oh yeah, it has got a brown, brown head on it already. Speaking of brown head, Uh-oh. I'm joking. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's like soupy almost. That's thick. That head is coming in like, like um, like lava. I'll be the first. Should we Do just it. share this glass? Yeah, come. That tastes like a stout. That's exactly what that tastes like. It's so rich. This is what I find about it's kind of fancy beers and stuff now. I, I get why people enjoy them and get the taste of them and, and everything, but like, ah, oh, they feel like they sit so heavy with me. You know For what sure. I mean? Like, but that's got, I mean, it's got a big, bold aroma. I love the fact that it smells like an ashtray. <laughs> Man. Yeah. It smells and tastes like you want your grandpa to smell and taste. Right. Ooh, that is good, though. It's got a nice sweet end to the back end. Yeah. I'm going to drink that and wake up tomorrow morning with a full beard. Yeah. You're going to drink that wake up tomorrow morning being Nick Offerman. It's got great exactly. artwork on these cans, too, and the bottles. Nice mm-hmm. cans. It's so cute. We'll post some of that. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Thank you very much. we got to get rid of the penny. All right. You in? Let's do it. I mean, I, I didn't necessarily mean us oh, specifically. Oh, oh, but, I, I was like, I was, I was ready for I'm, action. I'm happy to help. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really surprised we still are using coins now since everybody's almost gone to everything on their card or their. Yeah, phone. that's the thing. It's like all fucking paper money. It's yeah. like, what do we like? Not even paper money. Like now, you go to a, like T-Mobile Arena or yeah, yeah. you know, you go to a baseball game or whatever. It's, it's all card it, only. You cannot do cash. Yeah. They don't do cash at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm surprised that when I go to grocery stores and I see people in front of me paying, like, like digging through the, I mean, you know, old people, sure, but like even young people, they're just like digging through change purses and like going out like, okay, 48 cents, uh-huh. here's 48 uh, cents. Even better, with a check. Oh, I, I just, haven't seen a check in oh, a long no, time. Oh, no, 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 just recently, like three really? weeks ago, yeah. I sent somebody a text because I was at Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. God love her. Maybe R.I.P. God rest her soul. I don't know. She was old. It was two weeks ago. By now, by now she's yeah. By now she's dead. But she, yeah, she can't, she wrote a check for like you know seventy two dollars and thirty six cents or something, and I was just like, man, like I I, I feel like I'm like ten. It's kind of adorable. Somebody write. Did she a have check to show her ID? I don't remember. There was or it's like there oh was, oh Myrtle. There you go. I don't okay, know. no problem. Yeah, there, there you was go. some kind of process to it or whatever, and like. My first instinct was like, oh, come on. This is going to take an extra two and a half minutes of my life away. But then I kind of thought like, ah, give her a break. It's kind of precious. The lady's still writing checks. I, There are, I think, maybe a few things that I would still need to write a check. Although even now, no, like when thing one and thing two were younger uh, and you would sign them up for things like, you know, like... Uh, basketball at the ymca or you know some kind of private lesson for something the you know, piano teacher or something you know like mm-hmm. uh yeah and in fact miss patty who was their piano teacher you know we would write her a check once a month for whatever <laughs> the amount was for when they were taking piano lessons but now at this point even that it's like everything is just card or venmo or and you know you give them a check they're gonna like actually walk to a physical bank and go up to the teller and be like, I would like to cash this $10 uh-huh, check, please, uh-huh. or deposit this into my account. I had my tires rotated the other day. Oh. Uh, no euphemism. <laughs> really <laughs> had them rotated. Well, that's a shame. I know. Toenail, toenail clippings on the ground yeah, when you were waiting? It, yeah, no. Ooh, big yeah. time callback. Yeah. <laughs> Deep cut for the listeners. But the guy who, was, who did, rotated my tires was great, and it took him like no time. Like everybody else was, he was like a boom, 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 done. He checked all the weights. He did everything. It's like, boom, done. Hmm. And I said, I want to tip you, but I don't have any cash. He goes, it's okay, man. Here's my Venmo. <gasps> oh, nice. That's, That's the way to do it. Man. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah that yeah. is the way to do it. Sure. I've been told that, uh, or read somewhere, or just made it up, maybe, because that's possible too, that 
that people who uh, are panhandling on the street, not so much here now, but especially in Asia mm-hmm. and in China and Japan and stuff, they have QR codes. Yep. And they have their own QR code with an account hooked up to it. And if you want to give them a couple bucks, you just zoop. Yep. I just QR code. There was a guy. God, what was it this morning or when I when I was coming here? I forgot which. No, I think it, no, it was this morning when I was driving the uh, th- driving the thing to school. So at like six forty five a.m. Right in the corner here, right by the Strat, making that left turn, this guy walks up from the new sign, the new uh, showgirls, he walks across the street, I'm the only car in that intersection waiting at the red light, and he just walks up right to my window and just holds up a sign, hungry, or whatever, you know, give it a thing. But like, wouldn't that be amazing if he just held up a sign and it was a perfect QR code? Oh, it would be great. Right there. I got great. a guy, I got a guy on my way home who has a hungry- I'm still not going to give him any money, but right. it'd be amazing to see. It'd be cool. On my way home from work, who is at the same corner over on Rancho, and he's got a sign, cardboard sign, that says, you can see it in black writing, it says hungry, but at nighttime, he's got LED lights that hook up to it, and the LED <laughs> lights say hungry, and I feel like going like, yeah. bro, I, I want to give you money for the innovation with the LED lights, right. but yeah. at the same time, if you got time and money to like hook yourself up with the LEDs and- Finding yeah. batteries, yeah. all that stuff. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, you could probably- I like the innovation, though. You guys have two very cute homeless stories. Oh, and RJ, what do you have? I do not have a cute homeless story. Driving to work yesterday, oh boy. I'm at the underpass at Southbridge and Industrial, you know, where, yes. uh, where it's the Sahara goes over the top. Yes. And they've had a homeless encampment there forever. Yes. And they've fenced it off, but they've broken through the fence and go in there. And I'm stopped there waiting for the light. And out from behind a pillar is, comes this man holding a cell phone and a machete. <laughs> and my light changes and I look at him and I'm he's he he doesn't look all right. <laughs> um as I as I told 911 when I called them, he could have been impaired. Was it drugs? I don't know. Could have been impaired. But he's just kind of like wielding oh the machete God. and holding the cell phone in his other hand. Ay ay ay. So I call I do I do the responsible thing. I call 911 and I'm like there's a guy with a machete here and here. Uh-huh. She's like, can you describe him? I, I, I started to describe him. She goes, ho, 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 ho. I've got a list. I'll ask you. You tell me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Interesting. She, no She's problem. got a list? She's got a list. So like she has like a spreadsheet with the top col- column as machete dudes. <laughs> Must be. No, she yeah, had a she's li- like got filters. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, when you're yeah. looking for something on Amazon, yeah, you can filter it out yeah. in little check boxes. Yeah, yeah. Just giving com- you all the filters. Command F, machete. Exactly. Did he have a cell phone with yes. him? Yes. Oh, oh, what hand machete? was the cell phone in? <laughs> machete plus cell phone. Yeah. Got it. They were not in the same hand, by the way. Uh, well, that would be yeah. okay. Yeah. I didn't it, want to cut in on this call. It wasn't a yeah. machete app, was it? Where no. he was holding it in his uh, cell phone. And no, this, like was, and it was, this was not a small Ching. machete. This Ching. was this was I'm in the in in the bush machete. It'd be funny if he was on the cell phone, talking on the cell phone, swinging the machete, and the cops started to come after him, and he'd be like, "Hold on, hold on, I'm on a call. Yeah, I'm on a call. Wait, I have, <gasps> I have to take. I have this. to take this. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 you gave him five bucks? No, I I drove on, called nine one one. And last night, as I'm driving home, there are six or seven cop cars and a couple of uh, paramedic vehicles, not ambulances, but paramedic vehicles, and a water truck with a hose. And they're just clearing out that encampment and spraying it all down and forcing them all out. They had a a fence guy there that was putting in a new fence, and there was a guy standing literally 20 feet away, and I saw bolt cutters out of his shopping cart. And I'm like, that fence isn't going to last very long, (laughs) boys. so good. so bold, man. It's just like standing there, just watching his work. Just waiting. Wow. (laughs) It's the the guy that starts at one end of the... Uh, what's the bridge over there where Golden you come Gate. from? The Golden Gate Bridge or, and paints it and they, oh. they paint it all the way to one end and then by the time they get to that end they turn around and start painting the other way again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is you know that the, true or is that like an old It's not one guy, it's a crew. Tale? Well, it's, it's a, I, okay. I think it was a guy yeah, with like a roller yeah, yeah. and a hand going like, hey, can. grab me another gallon. <laughs> and it actually takes them about three years to do it. It takes the crew three years to go yeah. all the way across? Yep. I, I, that, that, that sounds about right. It takes about three. It's like a 10 or 12-man crew. It takes them about wow. three years. It's a big-ass fucking bridge, They man. go across one side and over and up the other side. Uh-huh. It has its own paint color, international orange. Cute. It's orange? I yeah. thought it was red. It's, it's, it's a, a deep it's a rust, red. It's a, rusty, it's a deep orange. Yeah. Like a rusty orange? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 
That sounds about right. And it's an epoxy paint. Aha. Uh-huh. So sure. and so it takes them about three years, and they take about six months off, and then they start again. Here's a here's a legit question. How much over time, especially with the epoxy paint? You can see it. It's amazing. How much heavier has that bridge gotten over time with layers Weight and wise. layers of they paint? Do, yeah. They do strip it. That's what I meant by heavy. So, <laughs> so part of the process of painting it is stripping the paint off. Okay. So that's that's going to take some time too. Yeah, that that's sure, gonna, yeah, because they can't process. they can't use like a, a, a they can use like a, a medium like a sandblaster type of medium, but it has to be very specific because it can't damage the cables. Yeah, and you don't want to get in the water. But no, and you don't oh, want to get in the water, so they have to think about put that. the thing all around it. But there's this section of the cable that is at on the San Francisco side at the visitor center that is a cross section of the cable. Ah, and this it was taken from like I don't know. Right around when it was built, like 1939. Mm. And every year that they paint the bridge, or they do a, a, every session they paint the bridge, they put a coat of paint on that to show you the layers. Mm. Ah. And so, but this is the one they don't scrape off. They just right. keep doing it. So, the, and the, the cable itself is probably three feet in diameter, and it's made up of probably 300 cables that are about three inches in diameter that are all twisted around each other. Just the innovation of stuff like that yeah. back in the day, like that. You know, I that they, love shit like I that. I do as well. You get it from your dad, man, because my dad's yeah. the same way. Yeah. That's your dad going like somebody thought of that. But you like, know, not only what? thought of that, but thought of that in the 30s. Yeah. Right. Well, probably at the time, probably they were like planning it in the 20s. You yeah. know, so it's yes. like no one had a computer to run tests. Exactly. And it's not the first design. And it wasn't thing. the first exactly. suspension bridge. So I mean, the first suspension bridge was, was in the early 1900s. So somebody had done it before with ropes. But you yeah. Know? Like people with pens and paper, like writing out calculations, you know, they didn't even have calculators. Like what? They just had like fucking abacuses or something, you know? And to like figure out the the physics of it all is just, it's... That was almost my junk this week. Oh. As I saw a fantastic video of a guy in South America who makes hemp rope, Mm. but by hand. So he grows the hemp. He thrashes the hemp. This is so you again. This is so <laughs> yeah. you. That's why it's not my homework. Dude. That's fine. Why it's it's fine if you wanted it to be your yeah. homework. Um, we would watch it. But he thrashes. He thrashes it, and then he combs it, and then he t- and by combing it, they they take those strands of hemp and into really fine, almost like uh, cottony wool type mm. strands. And then he, the most amazing thing is he fashions this bundle around his stomach. And he has a, a leather piece of leather in his hand, and he has a spinning point at the end. And it spins, and as it spins, he's feeding from his stomach. Oh, right. And he just walks. And they're all done in 100-yard lengths. So he walks out 100 yards. Walking backwards. Walking feeding backwards, it, feeding, feeding it. Through. Goes oh back, God. does it to another one, and then takes all those, does and takes uh, four strands of that, makes it into one strand, oh. and then does four strands of four, and makes that into 16 strands into one strand of rope, and then takes that one strand of rope and doubles it back on itself to make the hemp cord. It's amazing. It's an amazing wild. process. No, it's so cool. It's That's cool. Wild. It's like when you watch the people, the like TikTok videos or wherever you watch it, but the people that make, you know, thousands of those like uh, little like angel hair oh, noodles yeah. oh, out yeah. of one big piece and like mm-hmm. just by folding it over and the math, you know, whatever the math is right. and like mm-hmm. exponentially gets bigger and bigger and bigger and they fold it over and like stretch it and fold it over again and stretch it and they make all these like hundreds of little noodles all yeah. at once. Yeah, it's awesome. There was almost another, yeah. another bit of uh, junk that I was going to submit this week, which was this Indian factory that makes tennis balls <laughs> by hand. Oh my God! It's a bunch of Indian guys who are melting the rubber and pouring the rubber into molds, and then cutting the molds, and then melting, gluing, the, gluing the rubber together to make tennis balls, and then rolling them in the felt. And it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Wow! Wow! Yeah. You want to get into some of that? What tennis balls? Junk, ma'am. Is it junk time? I mean, I, I don't know. We we don't have a set time. I guess we don't. Get into it. Can see where it takes us. All right. Feels like a proper transition. Mm-hmm. All right. Who wants to start? I'll start. Do it. Junk. Let's go with RJ's junk. Uh, gentlemen, I had you watch a, a comic video, uh, a video of funnies called Dinner for One, which is a two-person uh, scene in which 
an old uh, duchess is having dinner with, uh, uh, sorry, an old um, yeah, uh, partially duchess. partially blind. Uh, she a duchess? She's a lady. In, she's a lady in waiting. She has a title. Not a lady in waiting. Yeah, lady in waiting is a uh, lady in waiting. Somebody who like waits on somebody else. Who attends to the queen. So she's not that. She's like a. She might be a duchess. Yeah. She's like a. She's a rich motherfucking bitch. Yeah. Who, who who has really bad eyesight? Yeah. See, that's not even really laid out. It's not laid out. It's it's is it bad eyesight or is is it senility? That's the thing. It could be either. I I, I go with senility. Yeah. Um. And she's having dinner for one. Uh. In but, which, but she doesn't know that. She doesn't know that because the the butler. Who is her manservant is not only buttling uh, the dinner, but he's also playing seven other characters. He's doing what to the dinner? Buttling. Uh-huh. Buttling? Yeah. As a butler, you buttle? Yes. Oh, you know how I know this? Do tell, Johnny. Because being a musical theater dork. Oh, God. A uh, lifelong musical theater dork. In the musical Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I'm familiar. There is. A lyric where I believe Joseph at one point. Joseph? Joseph. You know what they say. You know what they say. Says something about buttling. And when I was 17 years old, I was like, buttle, that's not a word. But yes, it is in fact, he's talking about someone's butlers and to buttle. Buttle is a verb? Yes. Let's look it up, baby. I only had a handheld computer. You'll make it someday. But he, uh, he, I know my musical theater too, guys. Uh huh. Buttle, it's a verb considered humorous, by the way, according to uh, <laughs> the Oxford language, <laughs> to work as a butler. I, I'm, I'm agog with. Oh, stop! Don't now you're just showing what? off. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, you, we le- you learn something new every week on this podcast. Indeed, you do. Indeed. If you don't, you're not listening close. That's enough, true. One Amen. way or the other. Yeah, that's true. All right. So he's. Buttling the dinner. He's buttling the dinner, and he's playing uh, all of the different suitors that this woman has invited to the dinner. Can we pause for a second? Yeah. We may. So for me, uh, uh, let's just say I had zero preconceived notion about this video. I know that we talked last week, and you said like, "Oh, I think maybe you've seen it," and like, "Are we sure? Oh, no, you're probably hip to it." I think you were wondering, Jimmy, but like. Uh, started it, had had no concept of what it was. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that strikes me is you guys were talking about and you say like, she she doesn't, she thinks she's having dinner for one. I'm watching this with fresh eyes, with no setup. And so, oh, I don't think we ever said that. No, no, before you said like... We just called it dinner for one. Uh, no, but you said you said she was having dinner for one. I did say she, but she doesn't no, no, think no. that. Sorry, you said she doesn't think that. That's right. correct. Correct. You said she doesn't think that she's having dinner for one. Right. And my thought was at first, because I didn't know what the setup was, I didn't know what the game was, and then once I kind of realized what the game is, I thought, my thought was like, oh, maybe she is in on the game. Maybe she knows and is playing along that he's doing all of these things and he's got the thing where he says same thing as last time. Yes, same thing as last time or same thing as last year or whatever. And so he does the whole thing and like, but yeah, I wasn't sure. Like I was on the fence about whether or not she was. Well, the ending kind of, kind of points towards something like that. Like yeah. maybe she's playing along. Maybe he, know, like like both both parties are in on what's going on. It's just role playing to the point where at the very end they're going to shtup now that he's been lubed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This this would have been eventually. I would have brought this up as one of my junks as well. This is one of the one of the funniest fucking things I had I've encountered. And John Gilkey um, brought it to the clown's attention in Larev. That is very interesting, mm-hmm. Jimmy. Yeah. And you know why that's very interesting? I wish you would tell me. I will, but not yet. I'm going to tell you later. Oh, whoa. Oh. Mm-hmm. Somebody got an email. A little foreplay. I didn't know that was going to be a tease. Oh, anyway, yeah. teaser. Uh yeah, but it's 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 just a great study in comic drunkenness, like phys- physicalizing drunkenness. Yep. That's it's you know, uh, it, it you know, it's all about mining comedy from acting from acting drunk 
comes from pretending that you're not the attempt yes. the attempt at looking like you're not drunk and that is just yes. so fucking satisfying to watch and the other thing about this video is it would not work at all if it wasn't for Sophie if Sophie wasn't there it wouldn't it, it's right. not funny you need an you need a an anchor person a there, man. a straight man, yeah, to to make to make what's going on funny, and he's not interacting with her barely at all. Right, all of that shit that he's doing, he's interacting. He's he's either like with the first guy, he pours the first guy's drink, and then he and he is about to go to the second guy, but he's quote interrupted by the first guy and then he looks at him again like oh what you want more okay i'll pour you some more and he pours him some more and he does that every all four times when he's pouring the drinks so but it, it it's nothing without the straight man there doing nothing but being there being straight uh-huh. but it can also be said that the the straight man could easily be the camera in this uh okay in so much as uh, because she doesn't do anything except mm-hmm. the, the occasional words, the occasional starting of a conversation or what mm-hmm. have you. Um, he's doing all the physical activity. Mm-hmm. If the camera didn't follow him and it was just... From her point of view? From, either from her point of view or from the entire get the entire length of the table in. Over the shoulders. Right. I mean, yeah. just, just the wide shot. That table could be the straight man because then all of, all of his inter- interaction could be not to the camera, but as if the camera was that person. You're saying that that, that could be done without the the actress, actress playing Sophie there? Um, maybe physically, yes. Voice needs to be there. I don't know. Yeah, well, okay. I, I, I don't know if I agree. It's like there's a, there's a scene in uh, uh, Austin Powers where he's woke, woken from uh, one of the Austin Powers, I think it may have been the second one, where he's like, Unfrozen from being like you got his, where he gets his mojo back. Uh, I guess where he's un, so he's unfrozen. He's going through the process of like being being washed, being clean. He's I think like it's the first one. He's is it the first one I think where so. he's sleep? Yes, yes. Yeah, I think you're right. He's he's come from a deep dark sleep of decades, and yeah. then he's being woken up. He just got out of the the gel, you know, of like whatever. And and then at then at one point he goes. He he needs to uh, relieve himself. Right. So the conveyor belt takes him down through all the shower and all this stuff, blow drying and this stuff. Then he take him to the the toilet. Where it's just this standing toilet, and he's taking this incredibly decades long You're, pee, yeah, yeah. and that—I mean, I should put that up. That—that that, just this moment would be a great junk for the junk drawer. But like that moment of like him peeing is nothing without the two guards that are flanking him on either side, <laughs> doing nothing but standing there expressionless. Right. That's what makes it funny, and in in, in a similar fashion, Sophie is completely. For the most part, stone stone faced throughout yeah. the whole thing, just enjoying her dinner while uh, James is going around and just getting drunker and drunker and drunker and tripping over that same point, and tripping over, and then the fucking goddamn tiger uh, rug on the floor, just a lotsy of that. The and 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 it's not. You'll never guess which what like if is he going to trip over it? Right. Is he going to walk past it? Is he going to hop like the little hop that he does over it? Like, and like you could see the actor putting away the drunk thing and then like expertly just right. hopping over it just beautifully uh, at a certain point. But wh- where does that happen? It happens at like the the fourth one, that then then the seventh one. Right. That that's you know he's like it's it's never set and then he continues to trip and trip and trip. I love it. I love this video so much. Is this something that, I don't know the history of all of it, but like, is it something that was a known act that this person did and that it was performed in multiple places and this just happens to be the one that kind of like... It was a music hall act, a vaudeville, a, a, a British vaudeville act. Yeah. And then it had a resurgence in the age of television. 50s late 50s early 60s um but and it was british made but it wasn't the britons that glommed onto it the germans glommed onto it and it it is now a supposed british tradition but only in Germany. Right, because I was looking through the comments and they were saying like people play this on New Year's Eve or yes, something. It's a, New like Year, it's a traditional... Big popular New Year's yeah. Eve. So is, is the... Uh, 
the dinner itself a, a New Year's Eve dinner? Is that the it's I, an annual I mean, I know thing. she does this thing yearly. I think yes. I, but it's just, it's just a matter of like, oh, this is a tradition that we do once a year because I've it's a once it a year thing a, that she I've does. I've seen it as a New Year's Eve thing. I've seen it as a Sophie's birthday thing. There are many versions of this video online. I've never seen this one. Yeah. The one that the one that you added with this like this German like narrator at the beginning. Yeah, but I cut like, that out for everybody else. Thank yeah. you for that because it's yeah. just like and like. And, and so German, you know. Well, it was a big, it was a big get for them to get them to do it live on German television. Sure, sure, but it's just so, it's so fucking German. Yeah. For a guy to come out and explain exactly what they're about to see. Right. It's so <laughs> before you see it. Before you see it, <laughs> it's like and now James with his uh, uh, the person Sophie, and he comes and he makes a dinner, but he gets con- like I, I'm, as I'm, opposed to just coming out and saying like, "Ladies and gentlemen, dinner for one," or not, or yeah. just like you don't need that fucking dude at all. Just yeah. like uh, you know, uh, fade in on James setting the table. You know, that's all you fucking need. But this guy is like it's so German. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. Well, what what a what a great. So, what, what was your overall take, Johnny? I mean, yeah. uh, so uh, upon first watch, I initially grew tired of the setup. <laughs> I will be honest with you, mm-hmm. and uh, the the rug on the floor and the kicking of the head or whatever. I was like, I, I got a one, two, three, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, the four is going to be the payoff, and then the four happened, and I was like, mm, okay, more than that, you know, and it was it was going and going. And I initially was kind of like, I, I, I do this, I, I should have let it go. Because again, I didn't know where we were going. But I have this kind of realism thing where I go like, okay, you don't start Stone Cold, Stone Cold Sober and then six and a half minutes later, you're like yeah. <laughs> hiccup drunk, like wacky drunk. You know what I mean? But uh-huh. once I got over that, but then the second half of the video with the execution, like you said, like I, mm-hmm. I had an acting teacher one time that would, same thing that was talking about like, the idea of when you're when you're drunk and losing your balance, mm-hmm. you're what you're actually trying to do is maintain your balance yes, the whole time. Exactly. You're not falling; you're trying to keep yourself right. from falling. Right? right. So this brilliant, like physical expression of that, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. in the second half. Um, you know, we have a couple friends who kind of do this physical thing where like it feels like they're out of control and that mm-hmm. something dangerous is going yep. to happen, but they're not actually out of control they're in control captain frodo you know yeah and i mean uh nate is great with that you know what i mean yeah, like, nate cooper is being also on roller skates and thinking like oh my god he's gonna kill himself but knowing exactly what he's doing and yeah um some of the you know the pratfalls and stuff but and i love the bit like in my brain where he gets out of control and he goes up the stairs, up the stairs. and there's a little pause at the top and then you know i'm right back down the stairs and gaining control that's great and sophie had to like had to be on the ready as well at one point because he grabs her chair and like tips her yes tips her backwards and you know she like does she she preps for it you could tell like she like folds up her napkin and puts the napkin up before she like before she gets yanked uh-huh, uh-huh. and she screams and stuff so like she's She's not a uh, a completely um, what do you call it? You know, passive participant yeah, she's in not this. A patsy. You know? No, no, she's like a, she, she's she's in on it as well. It's yeah, yeah. Good choice. Great choice. Really good. I'll go. Go go. In my junk drawer, uh, for this last episode, we had the audition from Mister Show. So good. This is something that I've watched many, many times <laughs> and I've shared with many people. And I think part of it for me is I, I love the idea of the sketch and I, I love how it's executed and it's really funny and everything. But like, I also, it makes me kind of go, I'd love to do that in a real audition. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd love to just set it up that way yeah. and deliver an actual monologue that like seemed like I was talking to them and yeah. you know, wasn't talking to them or whatever. But, um, Early Bob Odenkirk and David Cross and you know all of them, but just like I, I don't know, I just it's it's a it's another one of those like simple ideas. Yeah, it's an audition. The audition is an audition of an audition. Yeah, and it's just done so well. And I go like, ah, it's such a good idea. I wish I'd have thought of that. Yeah, it's it's it, it as an actor, as actors, three of us, uh-huh. like I think we've all kind of like maybe flirted with this idea before i certainly have sure of like you know like is this person 
has this person started? Is this like, are these breathing exercises this person's doing? Is like, is it part of this uh-huh. or whatever? And like, kind of like pushing towards it rather than like, you know, um, uh, I don't know, making it for anyway. Um, but it's like, it's, it's sort of like the answering machine gag where it's like, you know, it rings four times and it picks up and it's like, hello. And then you're like, answer like, hello. Yeah. Hello. Right, and then, right. And it's like I, I got gotcha, you. Now leave a message. Yeah. It's it's a very uh, similar thing, um, but yeah, done done so well. But you know, David Cross is just like such a joy to watch, especially in his younger years like that. It's so funny to see him. Yeah, you know, this young kid going off. For me, it it, it brought it, it it was a a completely different. It was a completely relatable offense, <laughs> but completely different because back in San Francisco. I would go to auditions that had that wanted a monologue and never have a monologue prepared. I would give them <laughs> a fake play and a yeah. fake author and just talk uh, for like 35, 45 seconds. Uh-huh. And the first one I ever did, I booked. Wow. And so I was like, oh shit, this is great. But then I real, but that's why it took me there is because when he said, yeah, it's from this play and, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> he stole my life. Uh-huh. Then it, it didn't go there. But no, I was like, no. but just the the first time they look they look at each other and uh-huh. says, don't, don't look at each other. Like, oh, oh, but the, but then no. the subsequent times of like, is it is it okay if I use this chair? And just the tension uh-huh. that is building. Uh-huh. Odenkirk, Odenkirk is 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 buying into the exasperation. Yes, the other guy is buying in. God, I want to tell him. God, I want to tell him. You yeah, watch, yeah, it was, yeah. I had to watch it twice to get both there because you know I was focusing on one or the other, and it's just like they both had such clear intentions. Um, but, but the capper is still the end. You got it, kid. You say, and then and the the cheese yeah, the pose. Che- oh my god, just fantastic. <laughs> really? Oh. I uh, I had an audition one time. Your story about uh-huh. your auditioning made me think of a not nightmare audition. I mean, I was in college and. Auditioning for a play because we were all required to audition, you know, like for whatever it was for the semester. And um, the head of the graduate, I was an undergrad, but the head of the graduate department was the one who was directing the play. I believe the play was The Plow and the Stars. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, um, Irish play, Irish, English conflict, Mm -hmm. whole thing. And... um, I was auditioning for it and I found a piece from s- some other play and like worked on my Irish accent and and, uh, and I went in and I did the audition and the audition went actually really well and I, I thought like, okay, well, that's it. I've, I've done my time and all whatever. And uh, this person stopped me. The director of the play stopped me. He said, oh, Johnny, I have a question for you. And I said, yes. And he said, what role do you see yourself playing in the Plow and the Stars? Oh God! And I went, um, probably the 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 young one. <laughs> said, What's that young one's name? Oh boy! And I said, Yeah, I I don't remember. And he said, Did you read the play, Johnny? And I said, No. And he said, Thank you very much. <gasps> and I, needless to say. Didn't work out that well. Yeah. Uh, but learned a good lesson that day of like the least you could do when you're auditioning for a play, even if you have to, is read the play and right. be familiar with it. I didn't read the play. But I you know, something. bother. And what? This is the 90s, right? Yeah, Ish. 90. Yeah, I think in 94. So probably. no internet. So like you had to like fucking march into a, a bookstore. I mean, but I was this. This and, was when and, I was in college. It was a school of theater. I had access to the play. Okay, that they, okay, that okay, it, okay. It wasn't for like a gig. It oh, was I see. School. I see. I see. You know, it was a school yeah, thing. I mean, got it. Got right, it. it got it. At that point, taking some effort. Now it's like you know, plays no excuse. You just go online. Right. No right. Excuse. Right. Yeah, but you know, no cliff notes. No anything. Oh, I just see. Like going in completely blind, going like I'm just gonna nail this audition. Yeah. No. Part. That's he was not like, right. Mm, you didn't read my play. So off. No, it's a great one. So that's mine. That was good. It was a good one, Johnny. It was fun. I love it. All right. So that brings it to me. Jackie Chan. So this sort of uh, video and this sort of um, study on comedy 
is the is is my is really my bag. I love breaking down what makes something funny on a on a granular level like that, like just down to the point where it's like, um, when the when when you land the punch in one shot and then you move to the close up, you do it three frames earlier rather than matching the like that's sort of like level of detail of what makes something work comedically is is my bread and butter it's like mm-hmm. that's what i just that that's my uh forging metal sort of v- video like i i love getting into the nerdiest like mathematically right what makes this funny and I, like i said before i think i'm gonna like more of this uh, tony i'm I guess it's Tony Shu is the filmmaker. It seems like it seems very academic. I wonder if he like did this as a like a school project, uh, a school film project because he's it, it only lasted two years. His whole channel has only got videos from just a two year period, like six or eight years ago, and it just gets really into details about about what in this specific video what Jackie Chan does to to make his successful movies. I put Jackie Chan, guys. I'm going to say it. I put Jackie Chan in in the level of Buster Keaton, oh, absolutely. Charlie Chaplin, absolutely, all the greats, uh, g- comic genius, absolutely. And that he was so. I know I use the word a lot. Audacious to take the Hong Kong filmmakers' money, the Hong Kong studios' money, to like do 120 takes. On film right. back then, yeah, not even now on digital. On fu- like burning film to to get the fan flip right, yeah. is pretty boss. It's pretty pretty ballsy, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's the way he wants it. He wants to get it right. He's going to get it fucking right. And, and but also his his uh, intention behind comedy, mm-hmm. which is I'm the hero of the story. But I'm never going to start out as the hero. I'm always going to start with an impediment. He's human. He's human. He's he's almost subhuman when he starts off these things. There's always a problem. Like they said, he's missing a shoe. He's got a handcuff on. He's always lower than his combatant or his opponent. Right. You know, but that he keeps going, that, yep. he, that he has gumption, and that he keeps trying, and he's. But clever. also his his take as a film is a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. In in I use one camera. Mm-hmm. I don't move it because if you move it, it means that the actors don't know how to fight. Exactly, I know how to fight, so I'm not going to move the camera. Right. But then he he like they showed a scene where the guy was falling over the rail, mm-hmm. and three quarters of the shot is this spiral staircase, yes. and then in the yeah. upper corner is this guy yeah. falling. And he points out the reason he did that is because three frames later, yep. you see this guy do this comic roll down, down the, the staircase, yep, and yep. now he's established the staircase. You set up the staircase yeah. that it's there, and then and then it's used later. Yeah, yeah. it's great. And then uh, going on about him getting hurt because you see some of the things that he does where he's like when he did that he was. Uh, Yes, on the cable and going over the open container. All those lights, and oh. then he lands in the he lands in the back of the moving train. Oh, the train! And he lands right at the end. And you know, right he, at the yeah, end. you know, no, he, yeah. his knees are up in his nose at that point. Yeah, no room for error. Yeah, yeah. and they and and then and, and what's great about that? They didn't mention it. Like he sit, like they cut to him sitting up in the train car, and he's like. He's like, ouch, 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 and you don't know why he's ouching. He's on, and then they just tilt the camera down yeah. slightly, and then he's like, he's in a, a, a thing full of cactuses. Yeah, uh, dur- cacti. It's, uh, it's fruit. It's uh, it's a. Oh, is it a? It's uh, the, is like it a the durian fruit. It's okay, a it's spiky just, fruit. Like spiky yeah. fruit. All the yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, and and, and movie making with with a, a sense of humor, yes, but like movie making that that doesn't take itself so seriously. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's not so important for my vision of what I think this should be to be on the screen and like force it down your throat. I'm giving the audience what they want in the best possible way. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. It's not it, it. It's his vision. It's his idea or whatever. But he, he's he's not doing it because he's selfish with it. He's doing it because like. This is the most entertaining way of sharing. That is the director's job, though, and I think we, as a society, have placed these big name directors on these pedestals Mm. for the not necessarily the choices they make, but we look at the great directors. You look at Scorsese watching The Offer. You look at at Coppola. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you look at other directors who just let the actors do their job. Mm -hmm. And if the actors do their job, the story is going to get told. Yeah. Same thing with Jackie Chan. Let me do my job. My job is to do a fight and to be funny in that fight and make sure the comedy hits. So I'm mm-hmm. going to do my job. Mm-hmm. I'm also directing it, so I'm going to make sure that people do their jobs. And I'm only going to surround my people with people who know how to do their jobs. Right. And when it talks about like when he finally gets kind of a crew yes. of his own guys yes. that understand the timing of things and where to be and yeah. the, and the uh, you know, when to move and when to be still yep. and all, you know, all of those things. And I mean, I, it's a, it's a, obviously it's choreography, it's a dance, but it's like, it's, it, it's the difference between, you know, uh, yeah. Watching, you know, a partnership of people that have worked together forever as part of a team is like so, it, it, even better than just like, we got all the best guys right. that who know how to fight and move and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's I not also about love that. How, it's just about that team. Mm-hmm. I love how the guy called out, the stuff they stole from Jackie Chan's original movies and tried to put into other movies he did, mm. like the um, the Owen Wilson, uh, oh, um, the one the one shot where it's one punch and he hits, he hits him in the face, the head, 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 yes, 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 and yes. he did it originally and it was one shot. Yes, and you saw the fist come in, you saw both heads go back. Yeah, and it was much funnier than the other one because they cut to the guy throwing the punch and yeah, then back they, to that guy. Exactly, they split it up. and the same thing when he's running away from the car uh-huh. and the car, he in the car and the. Uh, narrow uh, alleyway uh-huh. in the same frame all the way uh-huh. and then he runs up the car jumps through and kicks in and the other one is like you know he they run then they cut and he, he lands in the dumpster and it's like yeah yeah you yeah. miss you miss it you miss yeah. the magic of it or it's it, it it's it's not even magic that's the, that's the thing too it's not the magic of filmmaking it's like the the fucking like he audacity it's, it's the it's it's him physically actually doing it yeah you know so it's I, and I mean, it, you know, he's not getting hurt, obviously, and he's not like, then the violence is real, but it's like, now on the flip side of that sort of thing, it's like, have you guys seen, what's the Leo DiCaprio movie where he's stuck in like the frozen tundra or something and he's like, has oh, to, yeah. like, the, he has to wear the bear yeah. to keep warm and stuff like that? Um, uh, starts with an O. The, ten, the Covenant. The, the Covenant, yes. Definitely doesn't start with an O. Has an O in it, Johnny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Leo DiCaprio has two O's at Cap- least. Three O. Yeah, yeah. Covenant. Um, Covenant. There's a scene where he. I was thinking of the Irish film, The O Covenant. The O. Mm, the o- that's <laughs> the one. That's the one. Um, where uh, Leo has to eat uh, an actual bear heart. Yeah. And apparently, he actually ate a bear heart mm-hmm. to like. Now that to me, that's bullshit. Yeah. I would much rather, and like, and you you don't know that when you're watching it, but like, it was such a to do in the news, you know, that he was just like, he got so real into his character that he actually ate a bear's heart and stuff. It's like, well, now now I'm like, I'm out of it, right? Because I want to be, I want to be um, uh, dazzled by the props department right. making this amazing thing that looks like a bear heart, but I want to do the work. Of 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 suspending my disbelief, right. rather than watching a dude actually eating a bear's heart in an entertaining movie, right? This channel in general, yes. W- once you brought this up last week, like I remembered, like I've seen some of these before. Yeah, every frame of and there's there. Are, I mean, there are tons of good videos. Oh, whatever, did, the like, one on the, on the two shots and three shots. Uh-huh. Oh, so good. I I think the first one I ever saw. Fittingly, was uh, he's got a Buster Keaton yes yeah. video, yes. the art of the gag, yep, yep, and it's got a bunch of Buster Keaton stuff and yep. like how it was shot and they and and uh, the different setups and of course the famous thing with the side of the barn falls yeah in, exactly you know, the house, the, yeah. on the stunts and everything he does but there's a bunch of them I watched one after mm-hmm. this one that speaking of Scorsese I mm-hmm. watched one with uh, uh, Martin um, Scorsese about silence mm-hmm. and his use yeah. of so good silence right? like. When you watch most movies, especially now with all the, I'm sorry, whoever's listening, I, I'm not big on all the Marvel stuff and all no, the dragons neither. and all, the, all, all of the fantasy and everything that yeah. people are into now. But like the entire movie is underscored yep. with something that kind of tells you how you're supposed to feel. Right. Am I supposed yeah. to feel good about this? Is there tension? Is there mm-hmm. not a whatever? Right. And, and I get it. It works. Um, but there are all of these uh, moments especially like in that where like Scorsese uses silence yes not only to to um 
to give a sense of what the moment is like in this moment, but also to set up like he talks about Raging Bull, where like mm. often a, a fight scene that happens, there will be silence in front of that, and then the way that the silence is broken is with like a ding, bang, yes. and then a punch, you know, and like you're not only is the silence used in the moment, but it's broken on purpose yes. with like a very offensive, like very harsh sound uh-huh. coming after that or whatever. But like all of these videos are are great. I mean, silence is is. Uh, just as effective as a tension building uh, tool as, I mean, you could have a uh, a scene where it's scored to the nines, but then you drop it out and then you have silence within it and that creates tension until something else happens. We just saw Jaws, the uh, the re-release of Jaws uh, a few weeks ago, the, the Boy and I. There's tons of moments in there where th- there is absolutely nothing underneath it, but like uh-huh. sp- sloshing of water and then all of a sudden, you know, he's like scooping out the chum to the thing and then like over his shoulder you see the 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 the, the, it's all done but with silence underneath it and yeah that that whole channel is great Uh, the uh, the one i was going to choose before uh uh the jackie chan one was the edgar wright um video and that that was going to be another one yeah just like Edgar Wright is one of my favorite directors of all time. Yeah. He is like he he uses the camera for comedy in such a beautiful, artistic, satisfying way. And it's and I do agree with Tony Shu. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, when he talks about how like movies today are so inundated with like telling the joke of like you know joke punchline and then reaction to the whatever that is and it's all about you know the way it, the, the way the word is written and he's really down on that sort of movie and I'm not that down on it like I think you know funny people saying funny things is funny I'm, I'm good with that but I'm also a major major huge fan of using camera angles whip pans uh items entering into the frame uh-huh. in in a very funny sort of way like yeah. the phone just kind of like coming in it's for you and all you see is a fist with a with a phone in it and the guy in the frame is looking at it it's like that that sort of thing is what what i really love and and if i was to make movies i would go more towards that but you do make movies i don't anymore i mean I, I make little little i made little tiny little films which i tried to do employ some of those techniques into them in, into certain things but uh yeah, no, if I were to make, like, if, if I were a blockbuster movie maker person guy. It's a way of using the medium uh, in a way that you, that you can't do something else, right. right? Like, there are things that you can do live on stage that just don't read on film. Right. In the same way that's like, there are ways, obviously like CGI and stuff, but... You're big on the human element. I'm big. I mean, mm-hmm. we just had this conversation kind of last night in the at the packing plant a little mm-hmm. bit about kind of the importance still of live theater and the human element mm-hmm. of things. It's a way of of having a film that still has that kind of physical human element, but it's using the genre of filmmaking as another way of conveying Absolutely. that comedy. That that otherwise, I mean, that shot that you're talking about, where like the phone ringing, it's for you. It only exists within the frame. Exactly. That you're making. Right. Whether it's on TV or whether it's in the movie. Yeah, frame. yeah. Like it doesn't exist in a live setting. It doesn't yes. exist in that live show. It doesn't exist in stand-up comedy. It right. doesn't, you know, so it's like, yeah, that's the only way to convey that, but to use it on purpose, mm-hmm. you know, so good. Good videos, guys. Great good, videos. Great videos, yeah. Does anyone have any room left over? <gasps> For dessert? No, for oh. for junk in their drawer for next week. I, <laughs> I have prepared junk for next week. Have you prepared dessert? No. I, I can whip something nah, up. No, I'm just kidding. No, we don't was, have a guest. No guest, no dessert. I thought there was no talk dessert. of dessert. Was there not talk of dessert? There was talk of dessert. I just oh, didn't make it. That's, that's, that's good. No, yeah. so what do we have in ye old junk drawer? Let me open for, up the junk drawer. There's the... Oh, <laughs> oh, that's good. Good. You can't do that on film. Gentlemen... My junk is magical. It's beautiful, no matter what anybody yes, tells you. Yes, that's true. The angry it's magical. Horn, the angry horn magical horn. junk? And original. Yeah. Nobody has yeah. junk like you. Amen, that's my brother. junk. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I want to <laughs> see a picture of your junk. <laughs> Great. Um, my junk, yes. gentlemen, yes. is magical. Great. And it's German. Awesome. Uh, I don't know what it is. I, I, actually, I don't think he's from Germany, but uh, I'm showing you a, 
I've, I've uh, the link I share will be starting it. it it's a thirty minute clip, but I fast forwarded a bunch, and it'll be starting at where I want you to start. Okay. But if you want to watch the whole thing, I suggest going back and watching the whole thing because he's he's an amazing magician. His name is Leonard Green, mm. and he has a style about him that you look at him and you go, "No fucking way." Hmm. But then, yes, in every way, you you, you I'm not going to spoil it by what happens, but you're go you. You will, you will be flummoxed and amazed. He's not doing like, oh, here's your card, or pick a card, or yada yada yada. He's just this disheveled German beer drinker doing magic. Great, my junk. Uh, along the vein of last week when my junk was, oh yes, uh, Spencer. Oh yes, friend of the pod. I'm sure this person is not a friend of the pod, but is certainly a friend of at least one of us on oh. the pod. And in fact, I will say, uh, the first time I ever saw John Gilkey perform, <gasps> there's the callback. There's the in, callback. There you go. Right. Was in Kidam. Yes. Same. And in uh, in the late '90s, Kidam was the first. Cirque show that I ever saw live, mm-hmm. touring company, and watching that character, the purple character, uh, John, John. John, his work in that show was just like, I just thought to myself, like, I, I don't juggle and I don't, I can't do any of what I just saw, including all of the acrobatics and whatever, but like, I want to do that. Yeah. You know, it was just, for me, that was just like, just blew me away. And you can go on and you can watch all of his stuff in Cirque and you can you can look him up. And um, But I was kind of thinking about that act and like how much I love the the uh, hat rack mm-hmm. yeah. act that he does with mm-hmm. the juggling and everything and everything. But um, just recently, mm. actually, just a few months ago, he posted a video and it's called John Gilkey Gets Funky. With one ball oh, and yes. one table. God, what a great video. Great. Have you seen this? I have not. Okay. So that's what it is. And it, it is, as it is described, John Gilkey gets funky with one ball and one table. That's the video that we will be discussing next week. Um, my junk, I uh, I was telling RJ before you got here that I, I, w- I had different junk planned. And then as I'm driving here, I'm like, oh, Nathan Barnett. Uh, so Nathan Barnett. Yes, Nathan Barnett. I don't know that name. I think actually, making more full circles while we're at it, I think a friend of the podcast, Spencer Novick, turned me on to this guy. If I'm not mistaken, all right. Either he turned on, he turned me on to it, or I turned him on to. I'm not sure which one, but uh, it was hard to choose which um Nathan Barnett video to. To choose, but I'm going to choose this one. Getting Getting Gymnasty, Volume Two. Oh, Volume Two. I think it's the best one out of the five or six that he has. I don't even know anything about it, but I love the idea of it being Volume Two. It is better than one. It's better than three. Four is pretty good. The Olympics one is also kind of good, but Volume Two is kind of right in the pocket. Getting Gymnasty, Volume Two by Nathan Barnett, physical comedian. Uh, absurd air. Great, awesome, guys. We did it, and I gotta go. You do. Well, yeah, it's. I think that's about right. We're 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 past our time, but no, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, look us up on all the socials. We got everything going on, but mainly, you know what you want to do? You want to go to the website. This is true because the website is kind of newish, and it's going to get even newerish. Yeah, in it's the future, continue to be newish. Yes. It's going to be, uh, we're going to keep updating it with all of the stuff from the junk drawer. We've got all of our buy me a coffee there. We're going to have a blog that has access to some of the recipe indeed, stuff. Indeed, indeed. And there's going to be new things happening. So ultimately, great. Yes, you love us on TikTok. You love us on the Insta. You love us on Twitter at Three Libidos. But mainly, get us some of that website love. Yeah. Two characters and a clown dot yeah, and wh- while you're at the website, hop on our little contact form and let us know what type of merch you'd like to see us have. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know? good idea. 
Let because, me also say, go ahead. Because, you know, there is every website, every, every podcast has their own merch. Now, I know that we have our specific ideas on what merch, like, like two characters in a clown shot glasses. Yes. Very apropos. Flasks. But flasks, very right. apropos. T shirts? Assless don't know. chaps. Yeah. Assless, Assless chaps. chaps Very aspropos. Uh huh. Aspropos. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> poke, poke. Um. <laughs> But, Here, but send, us, send, us, send us your ideas. Great. Here's a, another thing. That send us an idea for something that's in the viewer junk drawer. That's exactly. True. That'd be great. Let us see your junk. It oh, seems, show us your junk. Show us your junk. Uh, this, yes. See, this is how things happen. Oh, yeah. We, but We decided to start this three weeks yes, ago. Yes, yes. We, we do an hour and a half. We mm-hmm. record. And then at the very end, we go, like, show us your junk. And that's the best idea we've had all day. Yeah, great. but sadly... I know some of our listeners. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Listen, Oof. if people, no, I don't care. Oh, if people. Oh, I'm, I'm telling oh. you right now, whatever junk you want to show us. Oh God. Go ahead and show us your oh, junk. God. But you how know do they what do- we mean yeah, about yeah, the junk sure. drawer? But sure. you know, if you're feeling like it makes you feel better about yourself, or it's empowering for you to actually makes you feel share, seen. Yes, share your junk. Just with us. don't share your junk on our social. Send share it to us privately junk. first. Yeah, well, yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. I don't think you can do it on the social anyway. We got to yeah. figure out how to like do that with a contact pay or with a contact form. Oh, they can they can just they can attach you can just, it. Just uh, type in a link right yeah. to the. I guess that's true. Email. Okay, that's I right. can also put an attachment there. I know you could do, do attachments. Okay, yeah. uh, great. Yeah, and yeah. Speaking of the website, there's a contact form on there to like jot down any anything you would like to say to us, inc- as well as your junk. But yeah, write us a jot us a little note. Maybe buy us a coffee if you feel like it, and view our junk because that's where it—that's uh, where you can see everything and follow along with us while we yak about it. Oh, Johnny! Johnny's got a, a, an expression, and he's going to say something. Oh, we're going to listen to something, and yeah. here we go. Hello, hello there, Johnny. Is this Marcus? So, yes. What's going on? Yeah, it sounds like you had a session or something. Marcus, you're on the podcast. On the podcast with Marcus Weiss. Unbelievable! What great, what greatness! We were, shall we say, we were just about to wrap up our recording when you called. What's up? Oh, okay. Well, well I'm calling Johnny Miles, everybody, and uh, anybody who's listening should know this too: is that Johnny Miles, RJ, and Jimmy, of course, um, have the answers to everything. That's it true. Seems kind of you know humorous and light and almost sneaky, but it's the place to find the treasure. So that's why I was calling. I was ultimately going to find a, a gold nugget that you would have to offer. RJ says, go ahead. Ask it? any question you like. Okay, check this out. Okay. Is $4,000 for a 14-year-old's club volleyball season unreasonably expensive? I say yeah. if you got to mortgage your home to do it, you do it. <laughs> there you go. That sounds great. Yeah, right, that I'll sounds all right. That sounds fair. RJ. Well, I'm sorry. What was that? I'll take out a HELOC. Yes. Sounds good. Home equity line of credit. Okay, there, that's there it. There you go. That's my nugget. There's another There's another vocabulary word we <laughs> learned today. <laughs> Full of nuggets. Oh. <laughs> all right. Yep. HELOC. All right, buddy. Thanks Bye. for joining us. Of course. Always. Bye. Bye. I'm RJ. I'm Jimmy. I'm Johnny. <laughs> And this has been Two Characters and a Clown. See ya! Bye, kids. Love all you boys. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Enjoy yourself while you're still in the pink. The years go by Enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself, it's later than you think. My flower, my flower, you've stolen my flower.